Action Podcast that goes from room to room. Take a hyper detailed ride through to make your dreams come true. Join my family, really into Disney. Ride through, ride through Pavilion. Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Ride Through Pavilion podcast. We welcome everyone of all abilities and all stripes. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm Amy. I'm Fiona. And somewhere around here is Liam, our uh, our special needs adult son. And we are your host here for the Ride Through Pavilion podcast. This is the podcast that takes you on a hyper detailed ride through of your favorite Disney World attraction so you can relive all the magic no matter where you are. And um, this week, well, you know what? Let me back up and explain. What's going on with Liam? Liam is not at the microphone because he is our special needs adult. Uh, he son. is he's a special <laughs> need adult son, and because and because uh, you know he's not able to express all of these opinions um, and all of the things that he loves about Disney World, we're here to do that for him as we discuss all of the things we love about Disney World. So uh, this is um, the podcast that is basically um, we are doing a follow-up or a companion episode man you can you guys tell that it's been about three or four weeks since we recorded yeah. <clears throat> i'm feeling a little rusty. rusty i feel like i'm just squeaking away like a rusty chainsaw right now Ugh. i feel like i'm doing fine Oh, okay. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> well, that's one of three. <laughs> so every episode, not every episode, but uh, every other episode, we take you on a ride through where we talk about room by room, every single detail about all of these attractions. <clears throat> and then on the, uh, the, the next episode, we take you on a, it's a companion journey. It's uh, we look at the history and the secrets and, and all the stuff like hidden Mickey's of that attraction that we talked about the previous week you know what guys i feel like i did a good job explaining that you did I, do a good I job was, explaining uh, that. I, I was very concise i felt like i well, <laughs> don't know if i'd say concise <laughs> for jeremy it's pretty okay. concise yeah i was gonna say i felt like i dug myself out of a hole but you said <laughs> that i was concise so i'm gonna take that uh, so this week is a companion episode to our great movie ride ride through uh it was an emotional uh, um, episode last week i'd say we were um very much uh, uh, nostalgic talking yes. about the uh, the great movie ride for sure. Uh, great movie ride, R.I.P. And mourning it. Mm. <clears throat> still, <laughs> still mourning. Still mourning. Still mourning it. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to jump right in uh, to talk to you about uh, the history and the secrets and 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 all that fun stuff about the great movie ride. But before we do, uh, Fiona, why don't you tell the folks where they can find us on all the social stuffs? Okay. Well, one, you can find us on our Instagram at Ride Through Pavilion, and then. I believe it's also Pinterest. Right. Uh, yeah. It's also <laughs> Ride Through Pavilion. And Twitter is Ride Through Pod. Very cool. And uh, also, be on the lookout for some like interactive story stuff. We're always putting like questions and stuff. And it's a fun time over there on the Instagrams. It really is. It's like yeah. a party. It is. And a party. you're all invited. Disney party. <clears throat> a, what is it? Celebrate it. Shake move it, it, shake it, it, shake it, it, shake it, it mouse, mouse it, dance it. it. 
We hope you guys enjoyed um, our live episode. Because we sure did. We did. We had a lot of fun doing that. We're going to, we plan on doing a lot more of those every time we went, every time we go to Magic Kingdom or not just Magic Kingdom, but Disney World. Okay, let's move on. Boy, I'll tell you what, we are, we are shaking off the dust for sure. Okay. I think you might be more dusty than the rest of us. (laughs) Okay. Just saying. Well, without any further ado, why don't we jump right into this companion episode of The Great Movie Ride. Um, so let me let me start with this. Um, I love the this ride because this ride actually was the the Great Movie Ride was actually the um, the uh, inspiration for the entire Hollywood Studios Park. Wow! This was. The Great Movie Ride actually started off as edutainment. When I say edutainment, where does your mind go? Education, entertainment. Right, but is there a particular park? Oh, Epcot. Yeah, Epcot. (laughs) Uh, Disney was working on a movie and entertainment pavilion in Epcot that would have been situated right between the land and the imagination pavilion that would feature a main attraction called great moments at the movies so if you if you guys think about this we you know old epcot would have had talking about transportation talking about communication talking about the sea the land imagination is imagination where innovations no imagination is 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 where figment is is where journey to imagination yeah so I know, right? Yeah. It's so so <laughs> memorable. It's so memorable. So sorry. For yeah, how could you forget that? Um, but and so this was supposed to take. You know, the idea here was that it was a pavilion that would actually take uh, people into the world of making movies. Um, so if you can imagine. I would imagine they would have a lot of like green screen or, you know, like the, the, um, whatever the ADR, like the dialogue replacement stuff. I would imagine it would just kind of show the nuts and bolts of what's being made, but also they were, um, you know, they were going to feature a lot of like the classic, uh, movies as well. And, um, the, the, if you, if you imagine between the land and between, um, the imagination pavilion, this would have been basically kind of like a studio gate. Mm. And kind of a like a like a, a guard booth almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And then back behind that really would have been this huge building, but it would have been painted like the sky. It would have been that sky blue with some clouds, kind of like a so lot of what they were doing in Hollywood Studios. Would there have been one of those red and white parking stopper thingies? The little the arm. Oh, the arm thing. That'd be yeah. cute. I don't know. That would have been fun though. Oh man, I, it would slow people down. It would. It would. That'd be very annoying. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cute. So this, so this ride, this ride concept was actually so strong. Michael Eisner, who was the uh, the president at the time, of course, we all know that he was a Hollywood guy. He was a studio guy, and he was always looking for uh, he was always looking for ways to to leverage that entertainment, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring that into the parks, what he called synergy. Um, but he, when he looked at this, he said, you know what? We actually have an opportunity to do a whole park here. We have an opportunity to do a third gate here in Disney World. And so that's when basically Hollywood stu- the, the idea of Hollywood Studios was born. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool to think of it in those terms. Yeah. Um, and the fact that this ride, this attraction was so strong of a concept that it would actually birth an entire... Uh, park uh, mm-hmm. there was a lot going on there though because there were some rivalries happening between disney and universal there was some bad blood with a with a planned uh um, back lot tour in burbank from disney and mm. 
you know, it was it was always kind of a gentleman's agreement that Disney would stick to the the the, the theme park stuff and the mouse and the IP, and that that Universal would stick to mm. the to the uh, uh, the backlot tour kind of stuff, the actual <laughs> movie. Yeah, making. and so here was this backlot tour. So so there's a lot of like really ugly history and lawsuits and bad blood, but um, but so Eisner was actually kind of. Um, happy to say well, you know what we're just going to open a studio tour type uh, a track a whole park around this thing mm. so uh he was quick to do that um well and they had enough movies definitely to oh sure I well mean, feature films well and- apparently not enough because then they they eventually partnered with mgm right uh, initially to to mm. get a lot of those titles um and so there was a um, a, a disney MG- mgm uh, studio backlot project uh was was another place that they were trying to get the great movie ride to be built there were three separate attempts made by the walt disney imagineering to bring the great movie ride to California. One was through the Disney MGM Backlot Project, which was what we were just talking about that eventually uh, got the axe. Uh, then it was supposed to be the centerpiece of the proposed uh, Hollywood land at Disneyland. And then eventually uh, it, they wanted to put it into the Hollywood Pictures backlot area at Disney California Adventure Park. But uh, of course, there's budget cuts. These things just get to be too much they have other things they want to do space is definitely at a premium out there right so eventually they get those things get the axe um so uh here here's something that i want to throw at you guys though here's a variation of the great movie right are you ready Mm -hmm. when they first started working with jim henson to open uh, muppet vision 3d Mm mm-hmm that was actually planned to be a larger Muppet land, like a, a, a whole land. Oh, that would have been part fun, of that actually. was going to be a pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Amy Dunn. Um, but um, no, it was actually going to be a variation of the great movie ride called the great Muppet movie ride to where you would go through. And if you can imagine all of the parody, all of the. So kind of uh, like a Roger Rabbit. <laughs> no, 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 no. This would be you'd go scene by scene and just see uh, what I'm presuming or mm. what I'm as- assuming is that it would be the Muppets um, reenacting famous scenes from movies but probably completely I messing it up that. or, or oh, turning it upside down on its head. Wouldn't that have been amazing? <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot of that stuff just kind of went to the wayside once Jim Henson died and it just pretty much turned into that 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 Muppet Vision which, area. Which I mean I really is great. It's I'm so great. thankful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that get developed. Right. Even more. And well, and I like that the Muppets are showing up more in... Yeah, like a Magic the Kingdom yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at Liberty Square. Yeah. Absolutely. More Muppets. Love Yay, the Muppets. Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk a bit about the building. Uh, the building itself, of course, is an, ex- or is it, I, I can't say exact, but it's a replica of Grauman's Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm based on the original plans from 1928. Uh, Hollywood Studios is actually uh, slightly bigger than the actual Chinese theater in Hollywood. So that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense because they have to fit a ride into it. So. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, there's blueprints out there for this stuff. And oh, it's so man. fun to look and to see, you know, because you're, 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 you see this, Chinese theater mm-hmm. in Hollywood Studios, and you just think, oh, that's where the ride is. But no, the ride actually is 
this huge building that goes all the way down, like back behind the ABC um, commissary and, Mm -hmm. you know, Pixar place. Like it goes, it goes down there. So is, is that where the pirate thing was that search for the black? No, that's over on the other side. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that That was a cool show. That was cool. And then they had a Narnia thing before that, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what they had before that because that was before we started going. Um, so it really is an exact replica with the exception of that the ticket booth is on the opposite side in mm. California. Mm-hmm. So I believe when you walk up, the ticket booth is to the right? Yeah. Yes. And there's just a lot of courtyard over there mm-hmm. to the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2000. There is a photo opportunity off to the left with like. The, the water feature? No, no. Um, there's like a the background kind of thing that you can take your picture with. Isn't that? Oh, right? yeah. Off to the left. That's that's to the left of the actual building. Yeah. 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 That is a, it's, The courtyard. You know what we call that in the biz? What's that? Because I'm in media and that's all I'll say. Okay. I won't go beyond that. Uh, we call it a step and repeat. Hmm. Step and repeat. Hmm. When when there's a when there's a uh, some kind of event and there's corporate logos or network logos or studio logos behind hmm. them, all kind of like patterned and stuff. Hmm. Step hmm. and repeat. You're welcome. That's cool. Um, and so um, someday I want to wear a very pretty dress in front of a step and repeat. Oh, me too. Hmm. <laughs> Goals. Relationship goals. Um, in fact, you know what, guys? It was uh, the uh, Chinese theater in Hollywood Studios was so close to Grauman's Chinese theater that they actually started getting, reportedly getting nervous. Uh, that, really? <laughs> yeah, I think Mans took it over. Mm. Or they did it. Uh, honestly, I, I should have figured this out before we hit record. But, um, <laughs> but you're on the spot now, buddy. I'm on the spot Come now. On. So let me, let me hedge my bets here. Okay. I think it was when Mans switched back over to Grauman's. Number one, they've, all, they've just called it the Chinese Theater at Hollywood Studios to avoid any of that. Mm-hmm. But in order to make sure that they were completely reportedly completely keeping their hands clean they actually uh no pun intended you'll see what i mean here in a second they actually <laughs> stopped the hand and footprint ceremony just to avoid the appearance of mm. of trying to to copy yeah to copy that like plagiarize mm. that yeah mm. a few more things about the building and the courtyard number one of course we know from 2001 to 2015 the sorcerer's hat Oof. obscured the view okay. that's a sore spot here we go a lot of people <clears throat> who have been going to the parks but probably found it very annoying but it was there it's kind the of endearing. first time i went to disney world mm-hmm. and so when they got rid of it i was a little like wait what like because it, it's like a memory that's all you knew walking yeah it's so it was a little sad when i heard it was going away only because it was like yeah. a memory of mine going down hollywood boulevard is that what mm-hmm. that is yeah Yep. and seeing the hat but i do really like it gone as well but now there's a huge stage there which is kind for of star annoying. wars <laughs> not gonna lie now we were there in we were just there last february mm-hmm. stage was there the trip before that in november no in october stage was gone completely gone mm-hmm. and and we were very excited yep. but the stage is back unfortunately and i just want to say something about the stage um there's you can ask a staff, uh, staff, cast member um, for a family photo 
And at certain times, they'll whoever is that cast member, they'll go, "Hey, everybody, come join us. We're taking a family photo." And so they'll take take the picture with the um, guest's camera. So and have everybody come around and have and so we got to be a part of a family photo the, our last trip, and I've been searching that fun. for mm-hmm. that picture since then. That was <laughs> so fun. Yeah. So I don't know if this is exclusive to that that. You know, right in front of the Chinese theater, but it seems to be exclusive mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Where if you just ask a cast member, "Will you take a family photo?" Every once in a while, yeah, they will just. There call were probably everybody. like three hundred people in that picture. There was a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I would say so. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, I know I just kind of like just said that, that stage was an eyesore, but I want to take take that back. Well, not take it back. I still think it's an eyesore, but. I know there's some people who are used to the stage being there. And so then if that stage show goes away, they'll probably be sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that stage show will go away. I think it will be. Because. It's very inclusive of you. It is. Thank you. That's so you, Fiona. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, is we know with with Galaxy's Edge coming, um, they're they're going to. They're going to be moving all of that. We've got to assume the launch bay is going away. We've got to assume that stage Mm. show is going away, and they're just going to have that immersive environment in the back, with the exception of Star Tours, which I've heard is going to remain as is, Mm -hmm. and that is going to be framed in as a celebration of the movies, Star Wars, the movie franchise, Mm. but not the universe and immersive kind of uh, universe of Star Wars. Mm. All right. Who knows, right? Things change. I mean, it would be very hard to move that entire thing over. Yeah, it would. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it would. All right. Okay. So, so a little bit more about ride. the a little more about the courtyard. How about this, Audrey Hepburn, Amy? Mm. You love Audrey. Mm-hmm. Her hands are a lot smaller than mine, though. <clears throat> the only mm. that is the only set of handprints. Uh, when you're in terms of um, uh, you know the concrete ceremony in front of the Chinese theater, mm-hmm. she was so touched by it. Um, she was actually brought to tears when she did it because Aww. she was never asked to do that at the Chinese theater in Aww. Hollywood. And she's then, such a star. And after I mean, a while, Gromans caught word of it and offered her to do it, and she said, "No, thanks." Wow. She's on. I'm fine. Good for her. I'm fine with it. I've done it once. <laughs> yeah. Well, my hands are the same size as Audrey Hepburn's. Nice. Yeah. My hands are the same size as Jim Henson. I well, don't know if mine it was fit a, with anybody. It was a bit of an emotional moment. Jim Henson is right up there with Mr. Rogers in terms of imagination and mm-hmm. values. And like, I just, he was I a had a good, hardworking yeah. guy. Yeah. I had to take a beat. When 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 I put my hands in those handprints last time we were there, Charlton Heston, um, <clears throat> Moses from the Ten Commandments, and and uh, what else was he? In there? Omega Man. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Charlton Heston. He's a star, baby. Um, he misspelled his name. <laughs> he misspelled his own name. Yeah. 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 On purpose? I I doubt it. Oh, I mean, no. how do you misspell your own name? Um, when you're thinking about how you write your name in oh, concrete, I, I could, would do. I that. would be going letter by letter. Okay, there's no way I could misspell Amy Dunn. And the guy had to be like 80 by then, right. so I don't know why he's. We'll give you a pass, Charles. Well, no, I was actually saying he sh- at that point should really know how to spell his name, but uh, I understand. Okay, so we talked about the foo dogs, right? Those are those traditional Chinese dogs mm-hmm. out in front. Um, 
I found this out. One is male and hmm. one is female. And now so how this, do you know that? Well, because uh, <laughs> one... Um, <laughs> Okay, I see what you're getting at. It's not that kind of show, Amy. Um, uh, One has, so the female has a cup under her foot. Her foot is perched on a cup. Okay. And then the male is, his foot is perched on a ball. So uh, apparently that has some kind of Now, um, is this something that we can, we can, is this a fact we can then translate somewhere else in our life? Like male, ball underfoot, female. In Chinese culture, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, because the, the the cup represents one thing, the ball represents another, another thing, like power male or something, thing. whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So moving on, how about this? Let's move on into the queue and the loading area. Yes. Now, if you guys will remember that the Wizard of Oz, and maybe you won't remember because I never noticed this, Wizard of Oz was the only movie... So we have different movies represented throughout mm-hmm. the great movie, right? Wizard of Oz was... It was the only movie f- that was represented in the attraction that was, that was in the pre-show n- that was not represented in the pre-show. Oh, hmm. oh, not represented in the pre-show. The reason being is that with Wizard of Oz, it was a special case where they had to, Disney <clears throat> had to pay by the minute. The minute that, so in other words, it wasn't like, here's the rights, we'll pay X amount to represent this person or mm-hmm. this movie. This was, they had to pay wow to to show anything about that movie so whatever whatever you're experiencing watching uh, some footage timed footage on in the pre-show or whether there's nothing in the post writing through writing through then um that is all timed and then that is that's what the 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 licensing is based on wow mm. so there, they, i don't think there's anything in the post show either though i don't think there is oh. I don't know. I think I kind of remember. She clicks her heels. No, I remember something. She's in black and white at that. Like, mm. I don't know. I remember something. Okay. I remember okay. it's in my head, but I trust you. Um, and then, of course, you know when when they fire up the music and the cast member is is at the helm of the ride car, they say, "Ready when you are." CB. Does anybody know what that is a reference to? No. Cecil B. DeMille. Hmm. I also I think that that's also the uh, the director of the Ten Commandments. Oh. Um, so here's what's interesting about that: uh, if you are a cast member facing the crowd, you could look up in the rafters, and from your point of view, you could mm. see a cutout of uh, Cecil B. DeMille's head looking yes. down at you. <laughs> so so as, that's for all the film nerds out there, right? Mm-hmm. So as you move, as as you begin to slowly take off, um, you'll see that there's there's like kind of a panel door off to your right as you're moving into that marquee area. You're mm-hmm. slowly starting that. In there is actually a hallway, but in there is a gun safe. Hmm. That gun safe is for all of the guns that are being used by the cast members in either the cowboy or the gangster scene. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You check them. They're very serious about it. You check them out. Um, I think any of those cast members that are going to be using those actually have to go through training with the Orange County Sheriff Department. Wow. To shoot to, caps? Yeah, to shoot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. They don't mess around. That's cool, though. Mm, yeah. It's great. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so as we move on, uh, we can talk about the musical section. Now, this is this is going to be Footlight Parade, Singing in the Rain, and Mary Poppins. Uh, Footlight Parade, of course, uh, we I, I think almost everybody knows this. This is really a, a, a common commonly known thing. Is that when you look at you and you see those the bathing beauties, the swimmers, mm-hmm. um, they're just static. They're just sitting there, and uh, and it, it, it probably hits people as at least after they go through it after you know several times why is this just it's not a very good opening scene Mm -hmm. it feels like a throwaway back in the day in opening day um these these swimmers there's three tiers they actually moved uh uh, like opposite of each other so they were spinning there was water going everywhere uh, (laughs) wow and, and apparently and bubbles too oh apparently the water going everywhere was the problem Okay. They couldn't contain it. It was splashing out. It was flooding the track. And mm. between that. Was it messing up the cars? That I don't know. Or I mean. Just messing up the people. These cars are, these cars are, you know, they're, they're um, guided trackless. by wires. They're yeah. trackless. They're guided by wires that are in the concrete. I don't know if that was affecting it or not. Mm. I think better safe than sorry. Electricity right. and water. <clears throat> not a great thing. No. Mm-mm. Um, but then Gene Kelly over on the other side, his umbrella used to be open, but when it was open, the water coming down was also <laughs> splashing over on the people. So they had to close it. <laughs> uh, so they just had a water problem. Wow. Yeah. For sure. Um, and they, then they use real water. They used real yeah, water. That's what I that's thought. That's unusual. Well, they still use real water in, they still used, I should say real water <laughs> <laughs> for the singing in the rain because, um, because it was you know, singing in the rain. Yeah, it was just singing in the rain. I didn't <laughs> have real water. Um, yeah, so hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, and then as we move into Gangster Alley, there's a lot of cool stuff happening here. Uh, now, number one, um, <clears throat> on busier t- in busier times of the day or, it's, or even just busier seasons overall, um, you'll notice that um, the, the ride takes off in two cars at a time. You have two cast members, each driving their own vehicle. So this was a way of managing crowds. Um, and so if, when you've ridden on it, you're, you've probably noticed that most of the time you get the gangster scene where you get hijacked by a gangster. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes... You get the cowboys. You get the cowboys. How that works is when, you, when, they're, when they're pushing through a lot of people, you have two cars going at once. Mm-hmm. The lead car, once it gets to the gangster scene, has a green light. So that's under that right L through. train kind of bridge, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And they just move on into the cowboy scene. So both scenes are actually being acted out at the, at the same, same time. time. And then the, the, the car mm. behind pulls up and gets the red light. And so that's th- okay. that's how they split it up. So that's how come people would sometimes get the cowboy and but by default, you get, you, the get the, you get the gangster. My huh. first time going on the ride, I had the um, cowboy. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that because it was really scary to me. We're not a fan of that explosion. No. We were, yeah, we were still working on the imagination versus um, reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so some facts about the gangster alley. How about this? When... Um, uh, it's not uh, when you see James Cagney, right? He's the guy mm-hmm. knocking on the door. He's a you know great actor, um, Yankee little Doodle. Guy. Yeah, little guy, and and a talented uh, musical actor too. He mm-hmm. was in a. We just watched a really Yankee, good dancer, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, 
fantastic. Um, when you see him, it's kind of strange. There's this dirty, dingy trash everywhere. It's it's the gangster it's underworld hot in there, and he's oh, that's a I never noticed. Kind of muggy. All right, uh, muggy, <laughs> muggy. No, really. And uh, so you, then you look and you see um, you see James Cagney knocking mm-hmm. on the door. And um, he's in a tuxedo. He's in a white dinner jacket <laughs> and black tuxedo pants. Uh, this is because um, James Cagney outfit in Public Enemy was not that, but his family insisted he wear one of his tuxes because it was just better looking. They were never fans of how he looked in Public Enemy. <laughs> so, but that really is James Cagney's tux. Uh, oh, cool. wow. Yeah. But it's also really weird. <laughs> I know. It's like he he's was a, that thing. You can't yeah. change history. <laughs> he's not. Apparently, you can change history. He's not James. Well, he's but I mean, it's kind of cool that it was his <laughs> right, own exactly. suit. And here's here's another little fact. This is just a family fact, not a movie red fact. <laughs> but for Jeremy and I have been together since I was little. No. <laughs> Can we, uh, <laughs> we're high school sweethearts oh boy <laughs> I, we 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 have only once started over from scratch i'm yeah. getting ready to hit no. the stop button no no no, no, no. listen we were high school sweethearts and the first um event that jeremy and i went to he told me that he was going to wear a white dinner jacket and that i could wear anything that would go good with that <laughs> <laughs> i was a rascal yeah i was a rascal so he's also a fan of the white dinner jacket yeah hey i was a fussy boy <laughs> was oh Ooh. okay uh, so check this out how about this uh the male <clears throat> when it's when it's a male driver or a male cast member mm-hmm. that takes over it's bugsy when it's a female it's bugsy however <laughs> Bugsy is spelled with a I when it's a female. Who cares? Who, who would know cares? that? Where is that even written down? I don't know. Is that like in some? It's a thing, though. It's is that like in right some? Here. I don't know like why we. I don't know why we something? need that distinction, but there you go. Okay. Gangsters hiding to the left as you as you pull up, you hear those whispering gangsters. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been looking forward to this. Their names are Squint and Beans. Squint and Beans. Yeah. Hmm. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. <laughs> cool Squint. Uh, are those names also... Mm. Aren't those also names in the Sandlot? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It does. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds like childhood like friends kids, in a yeah. 1950s, 1960s um, film. Hmm. Squintin' Beans, old Squintin' Beans. <clears throat> that was my nickname in college. <laughs> when you were little? When, you when were I was little. little. <laughs> 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 okay, so thanks, Fiona, for bringing that back up. Um, how about this? Uh, um, that box of junk that uh, when, when, when you're getting, um, when the gangster comes out, um, and comes down the stairs mm-hmm. and um you know you the it's kind of leaning you, out yeah so you have you have the cast member on the the, the cb. cb or the CB. the the pa whatever cb is kind of cool oh, CB. cb ready cb okay. um and <laughs> and then and then like sure, how, that wasn't how, a mic check how is it that, how is it that you can ready cb 
How is it you can hear the gangster? Well, there's a there's a kind of a crate of junk with a pipe sticking out of it. And when you go back and you watch videos, you you see gangsters kind of like leaning into that pipe a little bit because that's a microphone. I oh. have noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I have not noticed that. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So let's move on to the <laughs> Western genres. Num- number one. <laughs> Wow. Uh, never mind. I was going to ask a question, but it, it came out. Num, num, num. Yes. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. Wait, now one. I want to know what the question. Yeah. Is. Well, I was just going to say, like, if there were a if there were a gangster film that that could have been inserted into that. <laughs> oh my God. Weird way to say. Are you guys done making fun of me? No. You made you made me you made me go back and talk about this. Okay, go, go. And now you're making fun of the way inserted. I'm speaking. Okay. So a gangster movie has been is, inserted. Is there a modern one that could have gone in there to kind of like refresh uh, yeah. it a bit? Yeah. Goodfellas. Oh, Goodfellas. So well, is that a No 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 that, Disney that property? Is, no, no, but but let's just say the probably now Disney owns everything. Yeah, right. Um but <laughs> Or Google. I would say I would say to have Robert De Niro in there would have mm-hmm. would have been, or, or you know, even the Godfather. The, you know, the thing is, the Godfather had already taken place by the mm-hmm. time this mm-hmm. was. So this was very old Hollywood, right? But, um, in in terms of looking and saying, hey, could could this have ever been made a little more relevant to a new generation, rather than tearing it down and ripping it out of the hearts of the people who loved it? Okay, but I just think I just <laughs> I just wonder sometimes as we go through these, like, are there any yeah. any films that could have been put in there for I a little Goodfellas. more up to date reference? Um, yeah, I like it. So if we move on to westerns, we see the uh, we see John Wayne off to the left. Uh, John Wayne's voice is actually an impersonator, hmm. and he was an impersonator that John Wayne had already approved to do impersonations really? of before uh, he died. The, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, he he had worked with him before and was very impressed with him. That's cool. Um, uh, speaking of John Wayne, uh, the horse he's sitting on only the uh, the audience facing side of that horse is completed. He's oh, like a ooh. robot on the other side. Oh, that's How scary. cool is that? No, I want to see that. I thought you were going to say it was is that kind of, What is that show? Westworld? Yeah. I like thought, Westworld. I thought you were going to say that the horse was um, voiced by John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> so you have a John Wayne impersonator <laughs> doing John doing Wayne. John Wayne but <laughs> he's, he does the horse. John Wayne himself does the horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, he's a cut up. Yeah, that guy. Uh, and then the sheriff on the balcony. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going through, you see the sheriff like <laughs> shooting the gun. Um, that is uh, Thomas Jefferson. It's a reused animatronic or a, or a face mold, I should say, not an animatronic from the well, Hall of Presidents. Fun. Yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> no, Thomas Jefferson <laughs> just from American history. <laughs> Well, no, I know that, but the mold would be from the Hall of Presidents. Okay, yes. Yeah. Fair, fair Goodness sake. I knew what you, you Thanks. meant. I'm you sorry. You made fun of me for saying inserted. <laughs> yeah, and I'd do it again. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Then we get to Alien. Um, now, here's an interesting fact. It is Alien is, uh, is not an MGM movie. It's Fox. Hmm. Now, of course, Disney owns Fox now, so this is 
you know, wouldn't seem so strange now if it were still around. However, it wasn't, it's the, it's the only one that wasn't a Disney or an MGM movie. And the reason that they were able to put it in there is because Disney already had the licensing rights mm. for this movie because they were trying to develop something for the extraterrestrial. You were actually supposed to see that, that xenomorph in extraterrestrial initially oh, oh. in the yeah. stitch old in, in stitch. St- yeah stitches the, the extraterrestrial so the in, in tomorrowland where they're trying to add some kind of horror element okay, that for some reason that would have been terrifying <laughs> yeah oh my uh, sweet yeah. lord yeah yeah well and i think the r- ride was terrifying anyway because they shut it down because everybody was so scared yeah. just read the next thing that's exciting and then if you listen closely you can hear ripley's cat jones oh. meowing down the hallway. I did not like that cat. I thought it was very unnecessary for it to be in that movie. And it's it just added a level of stress and responsibility. Yeah. I, I thought that was good. That's well, it was yeah. a horror movie. But uh, why did it anyway? Let's because I could talk about it for a while. I feel like this like, is an interesting choice, and maybe it was monetary since they already owned the rights. But I always thought this was an interesting choice out of all of the out of all of the. Um, uh, sci-fi movies they could represent alien yeah and it was horror and they already had horror represented later on which we'll talk about but um it's a sci-fi horror so right. so it can kind of do so double kinda, duty yeah. but uh, i don't know i just i like alien oh i totally love alien and it's actually cool especially now that we're going to get more star wars than we ever asked for <laughs> right but, so you look back and it's like it's cool that we got to ride through that that attraction. alien part yeah yeah mm-hmm uh, moving on, we get into Indiana Jones. So if you if you've ever really looked at Indiana Jones, he's always had his satchel and his whip on his left side. So over his right shoulder is his satchel, mm-hmm. and it hangs over on his left. It's on his right shoulder, hangs on his left, and then his gun holster, his gun is always to his right because he's right-handed. And then when he reaches for his whip, he just crosses over and grabs. Oh, excuse me. That was me <laughs> reaching <laughs> over and grabbing. <laughs> um, however, when you're coming into the well of souls and Indiana Jones is, is lifting the, the mm-hmm. uh, Ark of the Covenant, you see that it, it's actually it's his his satchel and his whip are on his right side. And is, just, is that just for uh, viewing purposes? I would think so. I don't know if they didn't want to show the gun or if, oh. if his whip. I mean, honestly, here's the deal. When I think of Indiana Jones, I think about the whip before mm-hmm. I think about the gun. So yeah. I would want to see the whip. I mean, that's more iconic to right. his character. Yeah. The whip and the hat. Yeah, Those ex- are Indiana yeah. Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I doubt if it was a, you know, however you want to put it, political correctness or, you know, whatever. It's, I don't think it was about obscuring the gun. It just the gun doesn't seem as relevant as the whip. So why wouldn't you show that? Right. Um. So here's what's here's what's interesting when you get into that temple scene right mm-hmm. after Indiana Jones and, and and in my mind I always put those in the same room you know what I mean I always made that the same scene but it, it is different I always mm-hmm. felt like we're still in that same that same the well of souls but but we're really not we're now Mm-mm. at this kind of new temple thing because the snake the snakes are before 
Yeah, the, the snakes are way before. Yeah. yeah. So when you're in there, of course, then, you know, the cowboy or the gangster, it, you know, looks up and it sees at the top of the stairs, it sees this this jewel that it must have. And so, you know, they, they run up the stairs and they reach up for it and then there's a bunch of smoke and then suddenly... Um, there's no polite way to put it. It's their, their flesh is burnt off their skeleton mm-hmm. and, um, you know, their clothes are charred and, um, and then we all applaud. We all applaud. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <death>. <laughs> and kill those gangsters and cowboys. Yeah. Somebody just died. <laughs> Woo. Um, we see our cast member appear, the smoke clears and they run down. Here's what's interesting is when you look at that skeleton, you mm-hmm. see that those are charred clothes hanging off the skeleton. You see the hand is still reaching up. You see a, a melted pistol. Mm-hmm. And then you see this kind of like sh- this charred hat that looks like. Could e- be a cowboy hat. It could be or a cowboy hat. A or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a. Uh, I never it's, really pay attention to exactly. The character, so. I never paid attention to that. It didn't matter if it was a cowboy or a gangster. You just always bought into the fact that, that this it was person, a skeleton. It was gone. Yeah, they were gone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I th- I thought that was that is interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, cool. So oh, so um, that that door led to uh, the break room. Yeah. Well, and and it makes sense, right? I mean, if if if. If you're in the gangster underworld or if you're in the old west, that cast member has to then make Reset. their way over to into that temple to make a reappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it only stands the reason that within those halls would be like a break room. Mm-hmm. So so right behind the temple, if you were to kind of like scooch around the, the back of that that wall where they're reaching for the jewel, um, apparently, yeah, that's a passageway to a break room. I just, I find that really funny you just thinking about a cast member doing this whole scene and then they get to the other side they look at their watch and they're like oh it's time for me to <laughs> they're kicking back. break <laughs> they make make them take their break during that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that's what i'm imagining at least <laughs> so so as we then we creep out of that place and then we see a, a bunch of skeletons and we see what they refer to as like the living dead right which since the walking dead has come out that didn't make sense from that point. Yeah, that's it, true. It really wasn't like zombie-like. Right. They were more skeleton-like. Well, they always exactly. whisper, I see dead That's people. right. Well, so if you guys think about it, again, back to this rivalry between Disney and Universal. Universal owned all the horror movies, right? I mean, mm. it's uh, the, the Mummy, Frankenstein, you know, Dracula. I mean, that was Universal's jam. Yeah. So they had to be very careful when they're addressing horror that they didn't get into those any of those specifics. In, yeah, it's those specifics. Hmm. Um, quick note about Tarzan, um, which is kind of my least favorite one. Me too, and it's that a really long gone. scene. That could have gone, yeah. <laughs> um, that is apparently this, uh, I won't even say apparently, it is rumored that that Maureen O'Sullivan Jane mm-hmm. figure is now the redhead you in the what? new pirate scene. Now that I'm thinking about it, I see it. I see it. Yeah, I'm. I I do see it, and I don't. I have a hard time thinking that um, with all the licensing that went on, that the likeness of another of another celebrity or star would, would be, be repurposed to be a that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's a in, she's an empowered pirate. Yes, yeah, but still, so they don't care. They don't care. I mean, they just you know they want to get their 
their their money out of it and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean it's you know it's they own the rights right. to that likeness um so um then you move into casablanca some fun facts here ingrid bergman's estate would not allow um them to use her voice also oh, huh. is that why she just, kind of she just stands the whole there time? <laughs> yeah oh. hmm. yeah huh. so that is indeed the front half of the plane uh, that that you see the back half of in Jungle Cruise. Disney always claimed that this was the actual plane from the movie and that the serial uh, numbers match, but no wow. one really has ever been able to actually verify that. So then we move into Fantasia, right? Mm-hmm. Why Weird. is it so windy? And why, as you're turning the corner, does it have the weird little like tornado like uh, thing happening around the screen? We see Mickey making yeah. the having the waves come up, you know. Um, That's right. And here's why: that was supposed to be one of many scenes from the Wizard of Oz, but we go back to this thing where they weren't they had to pay by the minute, so they had to cut that scene. What you would have seen there initially was the. Was that sepia tone, you know, black and white? So what was the, I mean, I, I appreciate the Wizard of Oz like any other person, but what was the great fascination of having so much of this ride dedicated to the Wizard of Oz? I think when you think of a fun, classic, family-friendly movie that you can do a lot of spectacular visuals with, I, I'm not sure, as far as live action goes, that you can beat. mm the Wizard of Oz. That's true. And you're talking about 1989. No, I'm just completely spitballing here. But in 1989, we're still of the a young generation and generations that, that really came to know that movie through like television. Like a Saturday night, Saturday night special exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was this was, this was was like Gone with the Wind. You know what I mean? This was mm-hmm. like the movie. It was like still, you know, 40 years later, 50 years later. Right. It was something that our parents appreciated in its first run. And then we appreciated because we, it, it wasn't yeah, anywhere else. It was still epic yeah. at 50 years old. It was still epic. It's, it's, um, it's hard. To, and you know, we do so many huge movies and we, we do, we have so many like record breaking movies now yeah. all the time. Right. Um, that, that I think wizard of Oz just really does stand out as an all time Hmm. um that's true yeah so i think that's why um and who wouldn't want to see that come to life you know to actually go to munchkin land or you know oz so anyway that's why um because they're paying by the minute they just had to cut this scene and Mm -hmm. they and they gave it to mickey and quite honestly is one of the only places i remember seeing mickey show up in an attraction and it wasn't great no it wasn't it was it was it was janky footage and and just (laughs) And it felt like an afterthought. Yeah. 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 No good. No good. Uh, <clears throat> but that's okay. Mickey gets his revenge because he is now taking over the entire over the attraction. Uh, then we get into Wizard of Oz. That witch remained one of the most sophisticated animatronics, of course, in, in, in all of the parks. It's a continued to get upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but now was, you have that, that thing over in Avatar. Yeah, the which definitely outdoes it. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm ridiculous um and guess who was the voice of dorothy as you were passing by them as they were looking at the emerald city who's that it was liza minnelli her baby girl Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now here's what's fun when you get to the finale 
you know, you go into that theater, you stop, and then you watch a whole montage of all of these films, all these great films from the last 50, 60, 70 years. Um, now, originally, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked around and said, man, this is a huge space with this tiny screen. It's like, to me, it always just felt like a weird use of this space. Yeah. Um, originally, that would have been split down the middle. Okay. And then it would have continued on, right? So, so remember, you just left a scene in which um, the 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 heroes of Wizard of Oz are looking about to go to the Emerald City. Now, uh, in an original concept, you would have gone in. And you would have stopped. Your tram would have stopped, and then in front of you would have been the great and the you know Oz, great and powerful, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And um, eventually, that would have been revealed to be not Oz, but the person behind the curtain is your driver. Oh, your cast and they'd member. say you were in the movies the whole time. Good job. Take a bow. And at that point, curtain comes up, and all of the animatronics that were already that you've already seen that were represented, they'd be standing there and they would take a bow. Hmm. So as you come out of, just think about how you're seeing the backside of these sets and stuff. You know, so so that original concept really would have jived with Mm. that. You know, you're like, oh, I was in the movies. I don't think it's really lost without that. Um, Mm -hmm. But still, it really does um, serve to punctuate it. That would be a good, um, like, magic shot, though. Like, with... If they took a picture of you watching the movie and then like took a picture. Like a ride photo? Yeah, a ride photo and then like superimposed people in it. Oh, yeah. That sure. would have been crazy. Or like yeah. they were standing around the car like clapping, looking mm-hmm. at you and clapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That also seems a little creepy the way you're explaining Well, that. I mean, my face <laughs> is not doing a good job. Yeah. Because I did make creepy So you're saying they would have inserted? Inserted. Yes. <laughs> old hollywood (laughs) into the picture uh yeah so there you go those are some of the uh the the crazy facts and and history all that fun stuff from the great movie right would you like to hear about some hidden mickeys i sure would well you're in luck because i know a few let's get into them okay um so outside in the courtyard pardon me um actor harry anderson put a a hidden Mickey on his slab. He drew a tie and used his finger to imprint a small Mickey head into the design. Oh, that's Aww. cool. Yeah. Yeah, so here was an actor like from, from Night Court. He was a magician and an entertainer, comedian, actor. An all-around nice guy. Fun guy. From what I can tell, yeah. He seemed like a really nice guy. Nothing's come out on him. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> his legacy seems intact yeah, yeah. so it's good good for you harry uh okay what else we got fiona um in the loading area there's a hidden mini mouse ah uh, yes i know this one yes uh now if you look up at the With mural, mural. Mm-hmm. um when you is it in the loading area or when you're on the ride? It's well, it's in the loading area when you're looking out across. You, you can see it from when you're in the in the ride car before right, well, you take off. If you're in the ride car, it's on your left. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, but there's a little gazebo, and there's like a profile or like a silhouette of Minnie Mouse. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. I think that's the only it's pretty unusual. I think that's the only hidden mini in, in the parks. All of them, I believe. Wow. And cool. another one. Now, this isn't really, well, 
you will talk about another Mickey in the same scene. But there's also there's a hidden R2-D2 and a C-3PO in the Indiana Jones scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Well of Souls where we were talking about. Yeah. And we're all so busy looking at the Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, that you don't know. It's They're straight in a, to our left. Yeah. And the hieroglyphs. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yep. And then also in the Indiana Jones scene, um, there's a Pharaoh Mickey with Donald serving him cheese. Nice. That's kind of fun. Now, do you consider this a hidden Mickey? Yeah. Mm. Because it's kind of a hidden scene rather than a hidden Mickey. Okay. All right. And you think it is too, Fiona? No, I think it's a hidden Mickey. Okay. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think it's it an is Easter a egg. hidden. I think I, I think I think yeah. you call that one an Easter egg. That yeah. too, I do. Think hidden that. Mickeys tend to be design oriented. I guess you could argue that's a hidden Mickey, but anyway. Well, then ahead. if we're calling that an Easter egg, I have two more Easter eggs. <laughs> okay. And so in the gangster scene, um, there's a public enemy poster and it's torn up. And on one it, where it's torn up a little bit, you see an old Mickey Mouse poster. Well, mm, underneath that, it's kind of where yeah. it'd be plastered underneath. Hm. Yep. And then... Is this over where you get the whole scene with the gangster and all mm-hmm. that? There's a little, so there's a window, like a factory mm-hmm. window, and it's fogged up, and there's a little Mickey plush, because I guess there's a cast member who would put it there, and they'd take it away, and they just kept putting it back, and so they made it a permanent thing. War of the Mickey nice. plush. Yeah. Nice. Cool. That's pretty so cool. So those are all the Mickey Mouses. Nice. Cool. Well, what do you guys think? Let's have some final thoughts as we wrap up. So we know that now the ride has been closed for about a year and a half. Oh, gosh, coming on two years now, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So we've established. That makes us sad. However, (laughs) there is really a cool ride coming, at least Mm. what we can tell. That's what we're being sold. We've got the Minnie and Mickey's (laughs) Runaway Railway um attraction so this promises to take us into the slapstick world of cartoons it apparently has its own theme song its own story it is based on the current shorts that are very popular on disney channel right now Um, however this will have its own story Um, and we're we're told that the story really is about us and so we're uh, goofy is our engineer our train engineer and and he's going to take us um you know to wherever we're supposed to be i don't know if it's like a I don't know if they're going to, to a picnic or I don't know where we're going, but we're basically going to get on a cartoon train and we're going to take a, an adventure with Mickey and Minnie and their cartoon friends. We're going to see that, that Goofy is the, the, um, engineer. The, the engineer and Mickey and Minnie will be riding and their friends will, will be appearing us, you know, beside us. We're told that this is going to be 3d 2d map projection. Even, even the ride vehicle itself is painted and designed to look, look like, like a it's a cartoon drawing. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess what I want to say is I kind of, I warned everyone about Soren. I was like, I don't know, y'all. Now, personally, I don't love the new Soren. And, uh, Compared I, to the old one. Yeah, I, I, I was like, hey, everyone, I just don't. Well, everyone meaning the family. Right, the three I of us. I was like, 
just, I don't have a good feeling about this, and I don't have a good feeling about this uh, mini Mickey runaway railway or whatever it's called. Um, so my expectations are pretty low, but that also might help it a little bit if it's really good. So yeah. that's true. You'll get used you to it. You could be proven now, wrong. Here's the deal. It doesn't have to be as good as the great movie ride to be good. It just, it's going to be different. It just mm-hmm. has to be, it just has to be a good attraction. In my mind, it doesn't need to be an equal, like one for one replacement of the great movie ride. It just needs to be a good attraction. That's all I care about. You know? Yeah. Because they, you know, I don't know. So it really brings us to this question. Would the attraction have stayed relevant as the park changed basically to all IP, intellectual property of Disney's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, d- d- would this ride, talking about other people's movies, none of which were, were made past 1989, really 78? Mm-hmm. If you think of Alien, probably well, was the newest movie no, there. Indiana Jones. You're right, Indiana Jones. So 81. So 81 is the newest ride or is the newest movie is the most recent movie in that attraction. What about Fantasia? Didn't that come out in 2000? No. So that was that Fantasia was, 2000. Oh. The original one. Nope. I mean, it's a fair question, but the yeah. original one came out in the forties. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, it just, it's, it's like the movies and, and with all the video and all the different size screens and all the, you know, I mean, what would it, is there it anything that could have I think have it could have had this. tweaks to make it well and here's what here's what I liked about it is you really went into the world of old Hollywood yeah which I like that's what I like about the street entertainers that are at Hollywood oh, studios is you kind of go back to this old Hollywood kind of feel and so I mean as far as the Disney imagination part of it i liked that yeah that mm-hmm. it was a it was a different era yeah which i know hollywood i mean tower of terror but see is that's a different the era that this just, is fictionalized now all of it now is is a is a fictional historical representation of hollywood it's the hollywood that we remember but never was or something like that is, is the right. way they kind of coined it at first you what grounded it in reality though was the fact that these are actual movies that were made that we all remember and we all shared together right and it is it's the only reason i'm gonna miss this attraction for nothing else is that this is the last remnant of actual like touchstone for old hollywood right there's you can say tower of terror was old hollywood but it didn't exist until the until the 90s right or the early 2000s. You can say that, um, you know, you can say that Sunset in Hollywood, it, yeah, it does represent, right. you know, so maybe the Brown Derby, maybe it gets the closest, right? Because right. that was an actual thing. Well, and the point. theater, the actual housing. And the actual of housing it. of the theater is still there too, mm-hmm. but this was the actual, this was the, the final representation yeah. of. Yeah, and just going through and seeing like the props in the, in the queue. Yeah, and it, it I don't touched, know, it just felt. Movies are fake, but this touched the reality of movies. And now we're just celebrating going into, like we're not celebrating the actual fact that the, like that these 
IPs exist. We're right. we're going into these IPs and experiencing them, um, and it's different than than looking back and saying these real actors because they didn't just talk about characters. Right, they talked about real actors, like the people, real genres, who- American history. You know, this is this is the reality of American history is film is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's gone now. That's totally gone. And now we're just in, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to stepping into the world of star Wars. I like going into Andy's backyard. It's just different. It's just right. gone now. It, it, it really does. And, and it seems like something that, that Walt Disney was so, that's really what he wanted his parks to kind of grow from was this rich history that we all shared. Yeah. That it was rooted in something. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, well, but to your point then, I mean, you know, it definitely was like, if you look at Frontierland, it was always about the, the, the tales of yeah. the, the, the tall tales and the history of the frontier. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was always that mixture, but I think it was important to note that it was about the, you know, David Crockett was a real guy. Now, whether or not he did all of this stuff that they claim right. he did is another story, you know? So there was a movie and television aspect of the frontier in Frontierland with David Crockett, but he was still a real person. Right. Um, you know, I, so I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting yeah. thing. We'll see. I, I, I'll miss it. I think it changes the park dramatically to not have it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not a surprising turn. We've mm-hmm. seen it going there for a very long time. And it's still going to be great. It's just going to be so different. Mm-hmm. So that's all yep. I have to say. That's good. Cool. Hey, well, listen, tune in next week because we've got another great uh, ride through for you guys. We are actually um, going to be going to Animal Kingdom. And we're going to be doing a ride through of Expedition Everest. It's my favorite kingdom. Is Animal Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yes. My mm-hmm. favorite park is Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Even yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. It's just getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if, if you can love it through the, the dark days, the, the dark days that <laughs> it's had, then, um, I mean, it's, it's completely different, especially by the end of this year. Like oh, yeah. it's, it, well, gained, that's kind of what, um, uh, Pandora did for animal kingdom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, before we, before we head out, um, Amy, why don't you let the folks remind the folks uh, where they can find us on social media? You can find us um, on Instagram at ride through pavilion. You can also find us on Pinterest at ride through pavilion and on Twitter at ride through pod. Um, if you're, if your podcast app allows you to review the podcast, be sure to review us because that kind of just gets our name out there more and more um, gets the podcast a little yeah, more helps the d- recommendation engine. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And so if you would just share it with your Disney loving friends. Yes. For and sure. family. Yeah. Well, cool. Every- <clears throat> oh boy. Oh man. I made it through. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm going to shake off the, the dust, knock off the rust before the next episode. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sunday afternoon guys. And it's St. Patrick's day. And the whole house smells like corned Corned beef beef. and I'm starving. So we are going to head out of here. So anyway, until next time, everybody, uh, on behalf of Liam and myself, I'm Jeremy. I'm Amy. I'm Fiona. And we will see you next time on. Ride Through.